And right now, to tee that one up, we've got Ed Jovanovsky on the phone right now, former Panthers defenseman, currently an analyst for the team. Ed, how's it going today? Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, my God, a little response here. out of your dog first. I, I like that. <laughs> he, he was right on the ball. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> what, what kind yeah, of pup he got there, Ed? They got a couple golden doodles, 190, one like 30. Hey, get him in five. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they're they're good, all good. Keep us That's company, awesome. You know? uh, pretty big anniversary today, Ed. This day in 99, you were part of that monster deal that sent uh, Burry the other way. You and, was it a seven-player deal, giant one? What do you remember about this day 26 years ago? Oh, boy. Wow, the anniversary. So, um my daughter was six months old. I know that. She's 24 now, so it's been a while. Um, yeah, I was just at the dinner table, and, and um, the late Brian Murray uh, called me. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, we traded you. And um, I'm back to where? <laughs> He's like, Vancouver. And next thing I know, 6 a.m., I'm on a flight. I'm meeting Vancouver and Dallas. We had Dallas, Nashville, back-to-back. So... Um, you know, from, from my daughter being six months old and kind of, you know, getting on a plane and getting away. Um, you know, it's part of the, part of the business is, I don't know if it was just young at the time and just didn't really digest much of what was going on other than the fact that, you know, I'm moving teams and I'm still playing the game I love and understand uh, down the road that it is business and, and, and trades happen, so. It worked out pretty good for me in Vancouver, so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, you guys ended up doing pretty well. A couple Hall of Famers, too, that ended up uh, getting inducted this year that you are playing with there with the Twins. Uh, we're chatting with Ed Jovanovsky, the Jovo Cop, one of the greatest nicknames in hockey history. Uh, and also a Panthers analyst, and they're, they're in Toronto tonight. So Leafs uh, hosting the Florida Panthers. Currently have a playoff spot as we speak, though, and, and considering mm-hmm. that this is a team that's coming off a season where they had won the President's Trophy as the top team in the NHL in the regular season last year, I mean, how big of a disappointment has this year been for the Panthers? Well, it's been it's been tough. There's no question. I mean, you know, trying to follow up kind of what happened last year, everything, you know, went in the Panthers' favor, obviously winning the, with the President's Trophy team that no matter what the situation was during the game, uh, always felt and believed that this team, as a fan outside and team that and a guy that covers the team, that there will always be an opportunity at some point to get themselves back in the game. This year, not so much. Kind of finding themselves down in games, having a tough time, you know, getting back, you know, to level and and possibly taking the lead. So they've been chasing, you know, that way. Um, inconsistent, I guess you can say, is is the word, but. You know, let's talk about now. I think they're kind of finding something. The start of the year, uh, Coach Maurice, you know, talked about this team changing a, changing a few things and, and playing that defensive style game that more correlates to, you know, playoff hockey. And we're starting to see that right now. They put a couple games together. Yeah, they're, you know, they're four points out of that wild card spot. They have obviously played a little bit more games. Uh, but you're starting to see things click. Tonight would be a good test. Uh, you know, the Leafs obviously losing a couple in a row and Panthers winning a couple, so it'll be a good matchup. But I, I think they're trending in the right direction. The belief is there in, in the group. Uh, it's not going to be easy. They can't afford to lose. Uh, you know, my my partner, uh, Goldstein, told me 
I, I think it's like nine to eleven games they can't really afford to lose. They really got to get on some sort of roll here to, you know, uh, get themselves back into it. But you're seeing signs of it, and hopefully they can do it. Yeah, the first half of the NHL season was crazy. I feel like the injury bug was out around the whole league, but the Florida Panthers specifically with Ekblad and Barkov both having major injuries, Duclair, mm-hmm. Knight, Hornquist out right now. How, how much of the injuries do you think impacted that whole first half of the season? Well, it's got to have you know, some impact on it. I mean, these are you know top-end guys, Barkov. Um, you know, anytime you lose a player like that, that's so important in all three areas of the ice. Um you know, is a one of the best two hundred foot players and being him being gone for a while and then trying to get traction again when he comes back. It's not as easy as, you know, just kinda of stepping in and being that difference takes some time. Declare, hopefully it'll be a nice welcome addition. Hopefully he's skating now, um, coming in. But when you look at yeah, the injuries that the you know, the team sustain, I mean it's it's this tough when you really haven't had your full lineup in throughout the whole year. You know, until late, minus Duclair. So um, I, I think, the, you know, it's a couple new players. Guys are starting to get familiar with one another and, and starting to see a little bit of a connection in that area right now. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Ed Jovanovsky, uh Panthers analyst. I'm curious, Ed, to get your thoughts on maybe how, you know, Panthers fans and, and analysts such as yourself kind of look back on the big trade that happened this offseason, um, bringing in Matthew Kachuk, but seeing some quality pieces go out the door, Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, also a draft pick and a prospect. Now, the team success hasn't quite been there, but Matthew Kachuk has been one of the better players in the entire league this season. So when you look back on it, I mean, is this still something that you think the Panthers would be willing to make if they had a chance to do a redo? Or do you think that this is one where they look back and say, eh, maybe we jumped the gun a little on that trade? I think you can look at it in so many different ways. I think if you ask Bill Zito, he'll pull the trigger again. <laughs> the guy that executed the trade. Um, you're getting a 24-year-old um, coming off a great year. Uh, he's repeating that this year. He's been everything and more coming to uh, coming to Florida. Uh, it kind of drags the boys into the fight. He's one of those players. And you really kind of make that trade thinking, you know, that kind of attitude and that kind of game will really suit, you know, this team in the playoffs. Losing Huberto, he's an older guy, not older, but, you know, we in, in hockey where you got unrestricted free agency, can you sign this guy? Is he willing to, you know, take the dollar amount? Um, being at that age, it's, it's always kind of a, you know, you toss that around, but I, I think the decision was made. Um, on the back end, though, when you lose a Mackenzie Weger, you almost don't realize what, you know, what you're missing until he's really gone. You know, he's been – him and Ekblad were really that pair, and I think Ekblad has really missed, you know, Weger in that situation. And it's then a trickle-down effect. You know, you replace you, – you get rid of Weger, you know, Montu replaces him, who's having an unbelievable year. But after that, I think that trickle-down effect really starts to kind of implement itself, you know, on that back end. So – um, you can look at it in so many different scenarios. I, I think the trade, um, you know, was a good trade for Florida. I mean, it's not doesn't look the greatest now because where the team is right now and everyone's kind of pointing fingers, you know, to that. I think all the people that are in hockey, you know, the trades happen. 
you know, and you're not bringing in, you know, some ordinary player. You brought in Matthew Kachuk, who has, you know, a lot of hockey ahead of him. And I felt that, you know, the team that they needed to make this move just to shake things up a little bit. Is there anyone back in, in your playing days that, you know, you battled with that kind of reminds you of Kachuk? Ilya Samsonov, the goaltender of the Maple Leafs yesterday, called him a, it's like a mosquito. He's just out there and just bugging you all the time. I mean, is there someone who's just a, a, a pain in the ass that you had to play with back in the day? Well, I played, and my teammate of mine was a little poor man's Kachuk, was probably Matt Cook. Oh, yeah. You know, just if you turn the wrong way and you're out looking, he's coming after you. He's finishing checks after the whistle. Um, he's letting you know that he's there and he's always playing that hard style. Now, Matthew Kachuk is not, the, you know, the fastest skater. You know, he really, you know, he looks his line mates um, he's playing with, you know, Bennett and Verhage, guys with speed that kind of carry the load and really kind of put the puck in areas where Matthew likes it behind the, you know, underneath the goal line. And he's good along the boards, and he kind of invites players there, and, and they get that creativity going from that. But, you know, he's definitely a guy that, um, you know, you watch him. He's always in that blue paint area, right? He's always kind of disturbed, you know, someone. But I, I think for most players, even I can speak to myself too, the more I got involved in the game, you know, the better I felt I was playing. The passion was there, and I felt that if I lost that passion, I was just – you know, kind of ordinary. So I think that's what you're seeing out of Matthew Kachuk. We're with Ed Jovanovski right now, head of the Leafs and the Panthers tonight at Scotiabank Arena. So Kachuk, a major move this summer for the Florida Panthers after a pretty successful year last year. Uh, the other major thing, major change, was Andrew Burnett let go and Paul Maurice brought in. And I'll note that a lot of people in Leafs Nation kind of looked over at, at Florida Panthers having a good year and still opting to change their core and opting to change their coach and saying, hey, why aren't we doing that? So I know it hasn't been off to a amazing start with Paul Maurice, but, but what's the sense that you get the, the read is on him in the dressing room? Well, like I said earlier, I, I think what you're seeing right now is I think the guys are, <clears throat> it's taken a while, but I think the buy-in is there on kind of what he's preaching. You know, I think, you know, nowadays you have to have that, you know, really tight, uh, insulated team to win in the playoffs. Yeah, you score goals. It's no secret. You've got to score goals. But, you know, I think this team was a wide-open team. I'm not saying that's why they lost to Tampa. Uh, maybe the inexperience of coaching, maybe that's why they made the trade. No one really has come out and said why they made a move. I think we're just, you know, assuming that I think you're bringing in a veteran guy to kind of get the team to the next step. But I, I think, you know, of late, <clears throat> what I'm hearing from the guys that they're, they're, they're getting it, they're understanding that the way that this team needs to play to be successful. And I think we're seeing kind of, you know, the results of that, here in the last 10 games, being a couple games over 500. We're chatting with uh, Ed Jovanovski, former NHL defenseman. Last one for you before we let you go. Um, Morgan Riley kind of fighting it right now on both ends of the rink. You know, you're somebody who had a lot of success on both sides of the ice yourself, but I'm sure there were ups and downs through your career. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that, you know, maybe some advice maybe that you would have for a guy like Riley who's just kind of fighting it a little bit right now? Is there anything deliberately that you would do to kind of break out of a funk? Well, I'm I'm sure he's heard, you know, same thing that all defensemen, you know, hear. I I think sometimes when – when things aren't going the way you want them to go, you try to dumb things down a little bit. I, I think let the puck do the work. 
right? Don't make that extra move. You see an open guy, you hit him with the pass. He's such a good skater that he has the ability to get in every play, you know, being that fourth or fifth guy, you know, attack. And then on the defensive side, do your job. You know, sometimes being being the caliber player he is, he's trying to maybe do someone else's job. You know, I think just concentrate on doing your job. You know, take the guy out if you've got to rub him out. Um, a lot of talk in the D zone. Uh, guys like this that are all-star players, are elite players, they find themselves, um, you know, sometimes, you know, caught. You know, maybe the confidence is lacking a little bit, but overall they find them, their way out of it. And, um the true pro and he'll I'm sure he'll find that but I, I think less is more in these situations I remember you know Dave Tippett all the time even you know well into you know my late 20s early 30s you know let the puck do the work you know less is more get the puck to the forwards join the play uh, just be that reliable guy and I think he'll fight him find himself out of this well, he'll have a chance to uh, try and fight his way out of it tonight, although he'll have uh, a, a guy like Matthew Kachuk in his grill for uh, for a little bit of it. But we'll see We'll see if he can get it done. Really appreciate taking the time, uh, Ed, and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully we can chat again soon. All right, guys, anytime. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Ed Jovanovsky, uh former NHLer and Panthers analyst.